it was funny because this week we were talking about how this all started because it feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't. It was only in November that we were like bullshitting about starting a platform to talk about all the things that we <laughs> think are wrong <laughs> in the world. And now we're on episode two. So it sounds so crazy. Well, you had a great pitch. I mean, talking about watching ancient aliens and then all of a sudden being so inspired to talk about the world and all the issues. How could I not be sold? I think it was because this the scientists on the show, they didn't want to accept new information and like new discoveries. Right. And so it was like basically delaying everything. And I think the thing that we said was everything needs to be deconstructed, which is what we're literally doing in this podcast. We're deconstructing all these societal norms. So And if that's not the dream, I don't know what is. And that's what honestly sold me the most besides the ancient aliens was basically your thesis statement, which was we're not deconstructing what we need to deconstruct because we have people in power who are not wanting to look at what other opportunities or options there might be. And uh, yeah, I'm always down for a platform to be able to tell people, no, we need to think harder about things. So six months later, here we are. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't feel like six months, but I'm really excited for EP two. Uh, this one's going to be a deep one today, but let's jump into it. We're going to talk about body image today. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Let's get going. Action. Hello there. Welcome to We've Got It All Wrong. I am Sam. And I'm Che, and we're two queer millennials navigating through all that is wrong with society and leaving you with ways to be your own catalyst for change. Get angry, cry, heal, and take action with us as we discuss today's unhumanistic culture. And we're starting with body image. Body image. We love bodies. We have them. We're with them every day. (laughs) Got lots of thoughts and things to discuss about our bodies and how we view them. So let's get into it. When we talk about body image, we are referring to an individual's perception of their physical appearance and their thoughts and feelings about their body. And it's shaped by a variety of factors, including genetics, personal experiences, culture, societal influences, etc. What we need to do a little bit more is define that a little further. Because we know and understand body image, but what about the next step? So we also needed to define body dysmorphia, which is a condition where one is consistently thinking and worrying about one's appearance. And this is usually associated with obsessions with appearance that can lead to unhealthy or dangerous actions to change one's body and appearance. And the goal is for positive body image, which is characterized by healthy and realistic perceptions of one's body. And I think that key word there is realistic. Because what we're going to be talking about today is about how the body standards we have in our current society are not realistic and most of the time unattainable. And the biggest focus area of almost everything that we do. We understand that physicality is so tangible for us. So it's no surprise that our modern culture has this obsession over physical appearances. But what our species, (laughs) us as humans, have done is taken this to the next level and made it everything that we do equal to our self-worth, equal to how much money we can make and what our chain is in all these different systems that we have. It's just unrealistic and it's becoming harder to unlearn them, especially with social media filters, standards of Hollywood, right? Physicality is not only the, the only tangible thing that we have. It is what we see 
we see bodies first, we see faces first. And with how we're raised, usually our first thought is, what can I critique about that body? And Mm. not necessarily a positive statement, something positive about that body. But we also need to think about how we really don't need to be focusing on other people's bodies. And when it comes to ourselves, making sure that we're not trying to uphold these standards that we're most likely not going to be able to obtain. And we shouldn't obtain because they're really unrealistic and most of the time unhealthy. Yeah. Ariana Grande released this video the other day that I really loved. And she was talking about how we need to stop commenting on people's bodies, both Mm -hmm. negative and positive, because it's just teaching each other and the future generations that even if we are positively changing our appearance, that it holds a lot of weight over other things that make us who we are in human, right? So we're always like, oh my gosh, you look so skinny or you look so, right? I think we talked about this recently where, you know, I saw when I saw my grandmother last year, one of the first things out of her mouth when I walked the door was what's up with this weight? We're we're genetically prone to judge what we see. But to Ariana Grande's point, There's other things that make up a human. So like, let's just stop focusing so heavily on these things. Like comment on anything else other than their weight, right? Their style, how great they've done this week. Yeah, I like that a lot because I think we have the, we really need to think about the filter from the brain to the mouth with almost everything that we do. But knowing that the first thought that comes into your mind probably isn't the first thing that should come out of your mouth either. Mm. And because that first thought that usually pops into our head is constructed by our external factors and what we've been taught to believe. So when we see someone who may not be conventionally beautiful, uh, according to someone's standards, our first thought might be they're not attractive. Your second thought is going to be a reflection of your growth and true thoughts about it. And so that's when you can really talk to yourself and say, what am I actually feeling? What do I actually see when I see this person? Do I need to have these thoughts and do I need to say them? And usually the answer is no. Okay. I love that. I love that a lot. Right? So first tip of the episode is take a second before you say things about somebody's physical body, right? Think, take a step back and say, is what I'm about to say going to help hurt or further potentially somebody's toxic habits that aren't good for them? Because sometimes when we tell people, oh, girl, you look so good. You look like you lost weight. Oh, look at that booty. You don't know if they are dealing with body dysmorphia or if they're dealing with toxic eating habits. And like, unfortunately, you might be perpetuating that for them. So I love that. Take a second. (laughs) Try to forget about that first thought. And then maybe the second thought is probably what you should say. I love that. Yeah, it really helps you be intentional, making sure you're saying useful things, nothing that's unnecessary or could spiral into something detrimental for someone else. That's usually something I think of the most. I'm like, is this necessary for me to say? And I talk a lot. So a majority of it is no, it's not necessary, but I'll have a convo with myself in my head instead. Okay. We love numbers. So let's talk a little bit about numbers because there's a lot of stats when it comes to this topic. Of course, right? We This is so prominent for not just women, across gender, mm-hmm. across age, it across culture. It is a really oh, yeah. big deal. We need to talk, like we need to continue these conversations in a positive way. Uh, according to a study by the National Eating Disorders Association, 80% of women in the US are dissatisfied with their appearance. The same study found that 70% of girls aged six to 12 years old want to be thinner 
And 47% of girls in the same age group reported wanting to lose weight because of images they saw in the media. Oh, my God. Six. This is not okay. Six years old. And so I feel like the first thing that I think about when I read this is we need to take collective action to stop this. Stop funding organizations and beauty companies that don't have body positive models and spokespeople. Okay, we're done with Victoria's Secret. Throw out your pink sweatpants. It's over. The trend is over. I promise you're going to be fine. That's not the only one that I can think of, right? There's a lot of brands and companies that we are funding to continue this. And I know that everybody listening to this probably follows one or two of those people that we get our trends from on in Hollywood. And I think a big one, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but the Kardashians, <laughs> is that does that ring a bell? I have no idea who they are. Okay. Well, just in case, you know, for anyone else who also might not know, uh, they're a really (laughs) prominent family in media. They are known for setting beauty standards, whether it's their body, face, makeup, accessories. They have several businesses. And while their lines are honestly fairly inclusive, but they're so prominent in our culture. And that's not necessarily a like, I want to make it really clear. This isn't a bashing or shaming session. I think there is complete freedom to uh, especially if you have the ability to alter your appearance and change your body. And I right. think that we often have like this competition to be in certain places in the hierarchy, which is placed for us in order for us to compete with each other to become more beautiful. So when I'm talking about the Kardashians, there's no shame here. If they're feeling happy and beautiful, that's fantastic. But because they are in the public eye, we do need to consider the impacts that they do have on the general public. So like I said earlier, the Kardashians have been a standard for beauty for almost a couple decades at this point. And whether it's their makeup, their fashion, or their bodies, they are consistently being shown as this is this is it. You know, this is the standard that we should all be reaching for without us really considering how they got there. These are people who have millions and kajillions of dollars. And so, Mm -hmm. of course, it's going to be more accessible and making it look easy to obtain this when that is not the case. At all. And so when we're right, like I can't just drop 30 grand for uh, a boob lift real quick. I mean, I got some saggy titties and I'm becoming more and more comfortable with them. Natural titties are not perky. (laughs) The body changes. That's what gravity is all about. Like things are going to go go down south and it's all about your perception and outlook. But when you're seeing celebrities and those in the public eye who continuously have these quote unquote perfect bodies, regardless of their age, it can really impact how you start to see yourself in others. And another point to that that you make is, of course, they didn't ask to be the standard. It happened in the way that it did, right? As well as other people, but people look up to them so much. And not only are they a standard, but their standard is changing as well. So, you know, a few years ago, it was the hourglass, like heavy on the hourglass. People were buying uh, waist trainers, and which is known to change your organs on the inside if you wear them too much. That and then now huge. we're huge. I have one somewhere. Do I I have one too and I never even used it cuz I couldn't get around my waist. You know, and like now it's kind of changing to be more fit and it's like we need to stop and recognize that these people like you said they have access to the money. They have access to doing things like taking out a piece of their rib cage to look like that. We have to recognize it's not natural and it's not it's not going to be good for your overall health, right? Because if one day, you know, like back in the day it was like twigs. Like you had to be a twig. Now it's really, you know, you have to be bodacious. It's like, 
how are we supposed to keep up with these standards? And what are we sending the message for the future generations? We need to stop and recognize that we need to stop obsessing over body images. Nobody's is going to be the same. The standard is in the eye of the beholder, but we have put it in the hands of men, (laughs) social media, and famous people. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was, that was hot fire. I'm like fanning myself right now. Yeah. We've put it in the hands of everyone else to set the standard. Put it back in in your hands. Put it back in ours. Put it back in ours. Grab it. Take it back. I love, I don't know if you've seen, there's a commercial late uh, recently. I forget what it is, but it shows a younger, a younger woman, shorter hair. She's like into kind of things that aren't mainstream, but she has a mustache and a gap. And she's, have you seen this? I saw it and I lost my shit. I was Obsessed. like, you do not see anything like that. Obsessed. And instead of trying to conform to it, right? Because she was like, or they, I can't assume. I'm going to say they from now on <laughs> so I don't get it fixed up. They were, instead of trying to conform, they were looking at ways that they can mold for their own style. And I just thought that that was so empowering. And honestly, at first I was like uncomfortable. I was like, what is happening here? Because we're not used to seeing body hair. Body hair is so normal. I literally have so much laser hair removal on my body. And now that I'm like, who told me I needed to do this? Who told me I needed to go do this? I like it. I do. But now that I'm coming into my own more, I'm like, this was something back in the day that the patriarchy basically was like, oh, women need to be hairless and we're doing advertisements for it. And so therefore all the women (laughs) had to go do this to be at a certain standard of European normal. I went down a rabbit hole about that. No, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because body hair is something I think about a lot because it is tied to the patriarchy. We want women to be hairless because it makes them look younger. Right. It's disgusting. Um, And something I did to combat that is I started growing out my armpit hair. And right now it's pretty impressive. It's got a good like two and a half inches. I'm trying to see how far it goes. I made it really fun. And then I thought about dyeing my armpit hair. So like the things that (laughs) cause me insecurity and that people tell me I should be insecure about, I'm like, Mm. hmm, I'm about to make it fun. So... And I love it. I love my armpit hair. It gets itchy sometimes, but it's I could braid it at this point. I'm so stoked. <laughs> uh, well, mine will never come back because it's lasered off, unfortunately. Wait. I'll give you some of mine. We'll do a transplant. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we make a good point. We have to recognize and have these hard conversations that a lot of our beauty standards and body standards have come from a very long line of or patriarchal standards that we really haven't stopped in a very long time to recognize. And just recently, I really feel like people are being like, okay, body positive or authenticity and showing up however you want and people embracing unisex styles and things like that. This is very recent. And so we need to recognize that it has been a long time since we've stopped to say, where did these things actually come from? And do they still align with the society and the women and the men that we're trying to be today? I do want to throw in an, a stat about men because I know we've been talking about females because it comes up so much, especially with our youth, but this affects men as well. So uh, another study done by the National Eating Disorders Association found that 25% of men reported feeling pressure to have a perfect body and 33% reported using strategies such as fasting, skipping meals, and smoking cigarettes to control their weight. We see this a lot right now, right? Okay, we just talked about female bodies. However, look at the trends for male bodies. It used to be a twig, 
right? Oh my God. It was so hot. Men that are, are skinny, right? Oh my gosh. And then it was like bodybuilders and like the steroids and things like that. And people were iron pumping in the gym. And that's like what you had to be. And then it was dad bods. I don't even know what the fucking males trends are, which because it's ridiculous. But if you're not tall, you're fucking out of the game. And I know that's such an insecurity for so many men. And it's it's sad because it's a reflection of, again, body standards that don't just reflect women or a specific gender. There are body standards for everyone that everyone is struggling with in order to achieve them. And it ties into that fluidity because if you're altering your body this much to keep up with the trends, your poor body, your poor body is going through so much and it affects everyone. We're all going through this struggle. Yeah. Body trends are outrageous. Again, we need to come together collectively to say no. To say, no, we will not stand for your standards anymore. We will stand for the standards that we set for ourselves. And I think a tip here, right, is not only challenging fucked up beauty standards and and getting real with about them with your friends and your family, talk about them, research them, but getting really clear on who you're looking or dressing or doing these beauty routines for um, is it because it makes you feel good or is it because you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing based on social media and social norms? Do things that make you feel good, not because you're following a trend. Ooh, snap, 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 snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started doing that too. And I really embraced tacky fashion and I, so I, I wear whatever I want. It doesn't match because it's for me and I have fun and I feel like a princess wearing it and it's okay. And it goes back to what you were saying too or earlier about why we need to change our focus and how we say these things to other people because this movement for body positivity and authenticity like you said is new. So we really need to help support that by changing how we're talking about other bodies and our own bodies in order to support that movement being successful. Since we're talking about the bros, I want to expand on that a little bit further. Regarding the verbiage when it comes to plus size and fatness, when we are looking at clothing and shopping, fat people do not have access to the majority of the store. You are othered and separated into another area, whether or not that's a plus size area or a big and tall area. Just specifically being put into a different spot of the store is not only othering, because you also get to see what you're not able to access, what that separation is. And that separation is honestly a lot of uh, access to different styles and fashion. It's usually more expensive. And my favorite thing is consignment stores because they won't buy plus size fashion. They always tell me it's not in season. And I'm like, well, when's fat going to be in season? And it's never. It's (sighs) never. Fat phobia could be a whole episode in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Especially the fear of fatness, especially with people that are not Caucasian. I mean, this is like a whole Mm. nother episode that we can do. The fear of, of these types of bodies that people are trying to mimic half the time. But we still are told or taught in some sort of way that that is not what we need to be about. And we are not going to give access, like you said, to clothing that supports these bodies that honestly, the start of it came from the patriarchy. I mean, it started from men in power trying to control women's bodies. We have to accept the fact that that's where it came from. I love that you brought up the otherness thing because this is so important. I don't think that we realize that a lot of the times that when you are walking into store and you see the plus size section, that not only is it the othering, but like you said, it's the 
oh, well, that's what I can't be. And that's what I can't Mm -hmm. have. Whether I've never thought about that until you just said it right now, right? But this is how marketing, those psychological type of things work. It is unconsciously creating that space in your mind to think about your body as an other, right? Whether you see it like that initially or not. So thank you for bringing that up. I think that's really big. And I think the tip here is if you start to become more aware of these things, right? Because we're going to start talking about things that are suppressed and that we typically haven't talked about historically and with our families, right? So it's going to get uncomfortable when you start Googling some of these things, you start researching them yourselves past our podcast. Uh, And I hope that the people that are listening do do that. Take the time to really figure out what you stand for on these issues that we will talk about, especially this one and things that really affect the next generation, right? And so I think the tip here is give yourself grace. I think with everything, we're going to have to say that. (laughs) Give yourself grace. Practice makes progress. Also, learn more about it. Once you see it, start getting more information about it and sharing that with other people so that we can spread the knowledge here. We can challenge those unrealistic beauty standards and we can educate ourselves and others on what we really stand for when it comes to our bodies and the bodies of those that we love and those that we don't love and for everybody. Oh, my heart. I try. I try. Well, that actually leads me, it gives me a great opportunity to plug some hot tips of my own into here as well, because you brought up that great point of getting uncomfortable through your research. And what that next step is, is taking some actions in order to disrupt that discomfort. So one of my uh, hot tips for the day is stop looking in the mirror every time you pass a mirror. It can become right? It becomes this obsession that every time you go into the mirror, you look to the side, see how your stomach's doing for that for that hour. But we need to understand our body changes every hour. You got gas build up. You're eating food like you're supposed to. You know, yes. it's natural. But looking into the mirror, you're constantly like, that's not what I thought I looked like, or that's not what I want to look like. And if you're doing that every time you go take a piss, I don't know about you, but I pee like every hour. So I'm in there every hour looking at my body being like, oh, not anymore though. And it has to be intentional. Before I go to the bathroom, I'm talking to myself. I'm saying, do not look in that mirror. And I'll do my business. I'll get out of there. If I don't look in the mirror, I'm like, hell yeah, Sam. And I move on to the next thing. So give yourself positivity and grace when you succeed in a goal that you have set. And grace, if you don't succeed in that goal, that is okay. But try to avoid looking in that mirror every time you pass one. I love that one because when we remove that aspect of our ego, you're almost depriving it of that ability to judge oneself, right? So I love that you said that because when we can deprive the ego of being so critical of the the body image and the way that we look, which has been so ingrained in us as a culture and as societal norms, you start to notice and care about other things too, right? I think that that's why people love to go like hiking and and camping and stuff like that. Because if you think about it, I mean, the last time that I did that last month where we stayed in a tent for two days for an ayahuasca ceremony, I I didn't see myself for almost 48 hours. And I looked in the mirror again and I was like, whoa, My skin looked phenomenal, by the way, because I was like not putting as many chemicals on my face with my beauty routine, which in and of itself is a sign. But it really allows you to focus on those other things besides that physicality aspect that we talked about in the beginning 
to make up who you are and to kind of like focus and recognize more things about yourself besides what that, you know, how does, how is everybody else seeing me and what do I need to change about it to make sure that I'm fitting in the best or that I'm, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. So I love this idea of just not looking in the mirror because it deprives our ego of the ability to judge ourselves. You're taking away that aspect of the physicality that we were talking about of, you know, what do I look like to other people? You know, is my face up to par and my body up to par or whatever? And so it really tricks your brain into allowing it to focus on other things because you're leaving it up to mystery. If you don't know what you look like, you can't do anything about it, right? If you just look at it like that. Less on the focus of what you look like because I can guarantee you that with that pimple, with that extra or less five pounds, which we're not going to focus on anymore, without that mascara, your friends and your family and the people that are meant to come into your life are not going to be there less because of it. End of story. They're not going to be there any less because of the way that you look. And period. 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 Bodies, period, right there. bodies, 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 bodies. Well, I do want to kind of leave one more thing here uh, with some resources because we're going to be linking this in our bio and our summary and you can follow us on our Instagram and you'll see this there as well. But something that I think is really important is surrounding yourself like Che, like you said, with those people who aren't going to love you any less because of a pimple. And if they do, whoa, what you can do is start to surround yourself with that positivity. Always, because especially when it comes to social media, if you're scrolling all the time, we are constantly bombarded with that with these unrealistic beauty standards. Absolutely. So before we leave you for today, I want you to take some action and follow some positive body image social media sites. And I'm going to include a few, like I said, in the summary, but some of my favorites include content creators that focus on normalizing the beautiful differences of our bodies. And that includes this wonderful queer artist in Australia, Matix, Zach Miko, who focuses on body positivity for men, and F Your Beauty Standards, which is an Instagram account that showcases the beauty and diversity of our skin, faces, and bodies. And then lastly, if you like to read, there's a fantastic book called The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf, and that will help you deconstruct our understandings of beauty, find those root causes, and leave you with some wonderful moments of self-reflection and growth. So we got some resources for you to kind of change what you're consuming, because I think that's a great start into changing how you're thinking as well. I think that's a great way to end today's show. We talked a lot about women's bodies. We talked a little bit about men's bodies, but this is for everybody. And we, again, have to collectively, like you said, consume different content, learn and challenge different content, and then also educate others. We'll make sure to go ahead and link some of the other things that we talked about. Uh, We'll make sure also to note some of the other tips that we did as well, because I think there was a lot of good ones here. But that was such a great way to end, Sam. And I just appreciate you and your everything non-body for being here today. (laughs) Your non-body, but also your beautiful body being here and sharing this space with me. I appreciate you so much, Trey. I appreciate you and I receive that. I receive it right back. Hey.
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of We've Got It All Wrong. Follow us on Instagram at We've Got It All Wrong and check out our link tree located in our bio for ways to connect and learn more. You can also sign up for our email list so we can keep in touch and send resources directly to you on ways to be your own catalyst for change. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag We've Got It All Wrong with your thoughts so we can hear what's up from you. Whatever platform you're using to listen to us today, please follow, subscribe, and rate this episode so that we can build our community of societal rebels and spread the knowledge on how to take back control of how we show up in the world. And remember, practice makes progress. Doing your best is the best that you can do. And fuck society society standards. standards. Bye. Bye.